Hello, it is a bring it in with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? Well, considering there's a, what was a hurricane over <laughs> my house right now, and it, it was a, just a tropical storm when it hit our area. And it, it, if you didn't know any better, it was just be a rainstorm. It's, right. We got very lucky again. But um, yeah, we're, we're more worried about my daughter in Orlando. My son's oh. actually there too. Both, both my kids, they haven't seen each other since April. The twins have not seen each other since April. And they're in the same town? <laughs> now they're in the same hotel. She went to go visit them last night. Okay. One That's minute nice. away from where she lives. Okay. So, because okay. I don't know if we're driving in bad weather, but it was a minute drive. It's no big deal. And um, yeah, in fact, I'm going to go see them tomorrow. But uh, Ooh, very nice. Uh, yeah, I'm dry. I'm so far. Our house is still standing. I can't complain. All good. Knock on wood, right? Um, let's let's leave with some positives in the NBA, Coach. Um, Henry's favorite team, the Portland Trailblazers. A lot of good vibes happening in the PDX right now. Look, it's early. Let's not lose our minds. But they're playing well. Everybody's happy. And you wrote a piece about the Blazers. And something's brewing over there in Portland. Yeah, that was a quote from Justice Winslow. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so basically... I watched it live, and what I broke down on the article was was nothing more than, you know, Damian made a pass to Josh Hart. They hit a three at the buzzer in, in Miami after Miami just hit an incredible three, Max Struess, to tie the game. Whatever, you know, Damian has passed the ball before, and Josh Hart hasn't made a whole lot of threes. I thought that was kind of intriguing, but it was a hero shot situation for Dame. Uh, he had blown by Jimmy Butler and Duncan Robinson. Kyle Lowry was in front of him. Bam, Adebayo was at the rim. and uh, But they were tied, so there was no risk to shoot it. He had floater. He had pull-up jumper. He could have driven and tried to draw a foul. Josh Hart was wide open for a reason. Kyle Lowry was way more concerned about Damian driving. Mm-hmm. And with, understandably so, uh, Hart had made five threes on the season to that point. He had taken less threes per game than Jackson Hayes. Yeah which I wrote. And uh, even with your boy, Xavier Tillman, (laughs) they take the same number of threes per possessions. So yeah, you know, you, the bigger threats, Dame and Dame happily passed the ball. And so I thought, okay, there's something going on there that, that it just isn't common for a superstar to do They do it, but it's not as common for someone like Dame than maybe LeBron who has made a lot of those in his, in his career, Mm -hmm. um, those passes. So yeah, there's a, like he said, there's something brewing. They just have a vibe about them. They won again last night, I believe, in yep. Charlotte. They did. Yeah. And um, we're going to talk a lot about vibes today. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll save some of my more, my more important thoughts for that. But Portland, you know, you, you don't get this a lot, Gerard. You don't, you don't have these great feelings. And, hey, hey what can we do here? Normally, you kind of know what you mm-hmm. can do. It's great when you know you can be a champion, but there's pressure to that. Mm-hmm. It sucks when you know you're going to suck, mm-hmm. and there's not pressure on that except you're maybe worried about your job or your next contract. But the Blazers and a few other teams are kind of in that sweet spot of we don't have to win a championship and have a great season still. Mm-hmm. To, to have a great season, we don't have to win a championship. And so they play with joy, and I think it's a good recipe for success, generally speaking. I think so, particularly as we always talk about, the NBA season is so long. So how bad is it to come to a work environment where everybody's miserable and like that's not that's it's that's six months out of your five months into your life that sounds terrible to me so it, you're gonna come to work have some have some fun while you're at work it sounds like you're describing the Lakers <laughs> you have some inside knowledge because that's what I have understood it to be um, yeah so yeah it's it's listen uh, 
It's the same thing for your family. It's the same thing for wherever you work or go to school. You know, when, when, when young players go visit schools, uh, I always talk to them about how do you feel? Like, are you going to be able to be yourself? Basketball is separate. Academics are separate. We can factor those in. But there's a box called feel. How do you feel around those players, around those coaches, in that environment? I don't care about buildings and bushes. You might. And so that may affect how you feel. A Floridian may not necessarily enjoy the North, not because of the cold, because you never see the sun. Mm -hmm. Or you may feel like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. The gym is my son. Or friendships are my son, in a sense. Uh, Feeling's a big deal. So why would NBA players be any different? They're not. They're not. You're 100% correct. So you mentioned vibes. Uh, Something weird is going on in Minnesota. And we talked about some of the on-court fit, right? And the challenge that they were going to have playing with a player like Rudy, right? And and his particular skill set. And they've been kind of working on, on that evolving, but there's just been some weird stuff happening around the periphery of the floor. We talked about Anthony Edwards' statements about, well, there's no spacing, you know, uh, in terms of attacking the rim. And then last, last night in their game against Phoenix, the Will- Timberwolves in- inexplicably ended up in a five-on-four because D'Angelo Russell did not check into the game when Torian Prince checked out like free throw happened and that normally happens right one free throw is made guy comes out the other guy's supposed to come in I don't know where the I mean he's at the scorer's table I don't know what's going through his brain maybe he had a brain lapse whatever he doesn't check into the game and they go five on four Minnesota scores down on the other end after the game D'Angelo says we know what happened and they were it kind of pushed him to answer more and he's like I mean that's all I got um and then coach, coach Chris Finch after the game said we haven't earned the right to be a good team or anything like that. We still have to prove it. I think that's part that's partly been a wake-up call for us. But this has to be a step-by-step, step and we've got to get going. I mean, it seems like, I don't know, they're not listening. Something something just seems off in Minnesota, Coach. Well, yeah, so it, was, it wasn't a five-on-four break. It was, okay, we're entering the inbounds pass, right, and now right. it's five-on-four after a dead ball. Correct. Yeah, D'Angelo didn't check in, and um, – and the Phoenix went down and hit the three. Um, so there's a couple of things here. Uh, number one, I think I understand Finch's, Finch's point about when things aren't going well, mm-hmm. it, it's just, you know, it's like the faucet doesn't turn off. The bad stuff finds you. When it rains, it pours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always say in baseball, the ball is going to find a terrible defender. Amazingly yep. enough, always you can't does. dictate it. It just does. You just, mm-hmm. you can't hide a bad defensive player very long in baseball. It's the same in any sport. So uh, who's, I haven't seen this ever, ever in the (laughs) NBA. I've never seen five on four unless it was by design. High school by accident. I'm sure that happened. You see it. No, in high school, I've seen it because I've done it. (laughs) Okay. When I pulled the guy out of the game and I thought my bench was acting the fool and not locked in, they were 14, 15. And I would not sub the guy, anyone in. I would just sub right. the guy out. And the referee, like, you need one more. I said, no, I don't. My team's on the court. <laughs> We're teach- I'm teaching my 14-year-olds a lesson here. We're going to play five on four. None, right, of you, right. none of you dudes deserve to play with no, the way no. you're acting on the bench. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I've never seen it in the NBA where <laughs> they just played five on four voluntarily. There's a communication issue. Speak up. There's a disconnect. That, that is a symptom of the disconnect. Is This is actually the most severe symptom of all, probably is you actually don't even field five guys. That's mm-hmm. just a weird thing. There's another, th- I, I studied them some this morning. I don't, so, so first of all, Minnesota last year 
uh, scrambled a lot defensively. Mm-hmm. I think there might have been number, you know, top three in steals, uh, number one three points attempted. Mm-hmm. They they almost played a chaotic game by design. Well, they did play a chaotic game by design. That's not the case this year. They're 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 trying to be a little more fundamental, and they're not horrible at it. They're they're average at it. Um, I think they thought it'd be easier, mm. and they've got to grind. Yeah. And the one thing that jumps out at me, and I've not studied him yet, but I will, is uh, Anthony Edwards is the same player as last year. Mm-hmm. And so I'll tell you a quick story. I don't think I, maybe I've told you this once before. Uh, I was at Game Six Heat versus Mavs. I bet I have told you. I saw Dwayne Wade score like thirty four, thirty six to beat the Mavs, and then one, mm-hmm. Game Five. Then one more game, they won the championship. The the Mavericks did everything they could. Uh, I think Avery Johnson was the coach. They doubled them in the half court. They doubled in the full court. Like, whatever they could do to stop Dwayne Wade. That was the game where Cuban blamed the refs because of all the fouls mm-hmm. he got. Yep. But Wade was relentless. And after the game was over, I remember walking out of the arena. Once I was out of the arena where it wasn't as loud, I called, you know, at that point, he was like, finished year two, Kevin Martin. Mm-hmm. You know, my, at that point, my 23-year-old son. Mm-hmm. And I said, you watch the game? He said, of course. And I said, did you see how hard it was for Dwayne Wade to change that game and how hard he competed the entire time. If you want to score 20, he had he averaged uh, 11 points a game his second year, 14 as a starter, that's 41 games. So I said, if you want to score 20 points a game in this league and get paid, mm-hmm. you've got to do that. Because if you start scoring and teams start guarding you harder mm-hmm. and you don't bring the same energy that you need to be able to score 20 and more because of what they're doing, well, you're not going to continue to score 20 a game. And that was a great lesson that Dwayne helped me teach Kevin. And six times in his career, he averaged over 20 again. <laughs> so, Anthony, you had a great year last year. Better than I would have guessed you would have had after the first year. Well, everyone knows who you are now. Mm-hmm. And they're bringing more energy to stop you. Mm-hmm. And nothing's changed for you. Yes, Gobert is there now. A little bit different looks. You're still getting the same number of drives. You're, you're not shooting very well, but you're open plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Where's that same fire? Where's that same energy? Where's that swagger? It isn't there. And I have a feeling, and I wrote this in, our, in my article about Go- the Gobert trade. To me, this was a gamble on Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. You don't do this without that kind of wing player. But they need him to accelerate into you know, top 10 wing on the league guy, mm-hmm. maybe top five in the league guy. And I, right. I don't think he's, he's not quite not there. That, not that yet. But we're, yeah, we're, what are they, five and six? We're, mm-hmm. we got a long way to go. It, it can change quickly, but they've got to first kind of believe in themselves. And that's where I think their problem is right now. Yeah, for sure. I think one of the things too, you mentioned Kevin Martin scoring 20 points a game. I think like the average fan thinks, oh my gosh, it's five points a quarter. That's so easy. I'm like, dudes. Holy I, cow. That, no, like it is not easy to score 20 points a night in the NBA. Like it's just not like, and you, you get up close and you watch and you know who the team's main scorers are and what the defense is designed to do. I'm like, how the hell do you guys score that much when they, they know you're trying to score? It's, it's difficult. So let's not lose our, lose our minds with that people. And you think 20 points, no big deal. Very no, hard. Very hard. And, very, and Anthony Edwards is doing that. He just, he just is doing the same mm-hmm. and they need him to be better. Remember the league is better this year. Mm-hmm. And they played a, a decent schedule. I don't think they played top 10 or top 15, although it jumps up probably after they just played Phoenix, who's you know, well-ranked. Um, you've just got to do more all the time. You've got, you've got to grow, and then you've got to maintain. And he's maintained, 
at a mm-hmm. time when he should be growing. One of the areas where Edwards can improve for sure, and, the, and most of the great scorers have in this league, is the ability to draw fouls yep. and get easy points at the free throw line. Now, you like draw, but Steph Curry doesn't shoot that many free throws. Yeah, because he shoots a high volume from three at like 45%. So, that, fine. Anthony Edwards ain't that as a three-point shooter. He's got to draw more fouls so he gets easy points at the free throw line. And he's right now four and a half, five attempts a game. Like, that's got to tick up for him as well. Because he, he drives to the rim, right? So there's got to be a way for him to improve that part of his game also. Um, you know, it's early. So don't lose your minds. But I'm keeping my eyes on the vibes out out, out in mini just to see how is this all playing out. Uh, speaking of vibes, Brooklyn. <laughs> um, so, it, it, you know, chemistry coach is such i feel like a fragile thing in this league right and it can change with the removal of a player the addition of another one the removal of, it's just everything kind of can shift and it's so tenuous for certain organizations so we know the brooklyn nets fired steve nash okay shock bonds in the interim coach yesterday they took the interim tag off he is now the head coach Kyrie irving has been suspended from the team since last thursday since friday so they played four games in that stretch. Coach, there is a marked difference around this team. One, they're playing better, which, of course, yes, that's the biggest thing. But I, I often watch them closely, their body language on the bench, how they're interacting. People are smiling. They're dapping each other up, you know, doing the whole hugging, joking thing. Joe Harris and Kevin Durant, like, Joe's, like, putting his head in Kevin's shoulders. Like, I'm like, what the hell is happening with this team right now? And, yes. When you're winning, it helps all that. But even in the past, that wasn't a thing you always saw. I just feel like the vibes, it's talk about a 180 from Minnesota to here, but even from Brooklyn from a week ago to where they are now, it's insane how crazy the vibe, the vibe momentum has switched in Brooklyn. Well, when Kyrie was in Boston and got hurt and Gordon Hayward was hurt mm-hmm. and they ran to the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. Finals, mm-hmm. that was a sign. This is... Uh, there, there, is, there is more to winning than just putting out talent and executing. There's just so much more than that. Uh, dude's fucked in the head, man. However you want to put it, he's fucked in the head. Uh, and I'm just kind of quoting what players have said to me. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just, not a, he's just not a dude you can trust. That doesn't mean he can't change. There's a whole process mm-hmm. there. But, uh, I, yeah, I, it's like that. take that wet blanket off and um, have some fun when he's not around and it's happening. And, um, you know, you talk, you said, you said chemistry is a fragile thing. And I agree with you, but I think it works both ways. Mm -hmm. And this is the tragedy of the Lakers, which we'll get to, and we can transition that too. Um, And Cleveland, uh, because we're going to get to them as well. And Jared Allen and Donovan Mitchell. Uh, It's winning just does that. It's, and that's why you can't lose faith. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the most impressive comeback, I think we talked about the other day, maybe we didn't, but we talked about before, is when Miami started 11-30 and 30 mm-hmm. and finished 3-11. and 11. For that to happen, guys, it's just incredible. Yeah. Uh, it, it means you're saying one game at a time, one game mm-hmm. at a time, one game mm-hmm. at a time. You never know what catches fire. I, I've given that speech so many times to players <laughs> and coaches <laughs> all over the world when they just feel like, oh, we're never going to win again. And, and I felt that way before as a fan of a, my son's team or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, as a coach, I never felt that way. I just don't ever remember feeling like I can't turn this thing around because I know 
that fragility works both ways. The same fragility of being at each other's throats and upset and losing confidence and swagger can so quickly transform into, hey, we got this. Mm -hmm. I think we figured some stuff out here. And then you start really feeling yourself and feeling your teammates. Mm -hmm. That's what you're fighting for, right? You know, we always say in shooting, everyone, shooters always want to get into a rhythm. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't do what most coaches do who, when you're hot, they want to keep feeding you the exact same mm -hmm. spot. Right. Let's get a, in, in practice. Let's get a roll here. I'm, I'm throwing spin balls and curve mm -hmm. balls and, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm throwing high arcing ones. Yep. I'm throwing yep. bad passes. I'm trying to break up your rhythm as a shooter. Right. Because if you can still get hot, stay hot mm -hmm. that way, well, that's what I'm simulating what a defense would do. Mm -hmm. They're not going to let you just get into a rhythm. Right. You got to do some other things. Mm -hmm. And um, when you're winning games in this league, I mean, you're building something genuine, mm -hmm. which is what we're talking about here. You've got to have that genuineness. Like, hey, we really got some because we keep winning games. It, it's no longer just coach saying we can be, we can be good. We're winning. Mm -hmm. And every win matters. Every yeah. winning possession matters. Winning quarter matters. Every time the other team calls a timeout and we come out on the court and we still kick their ass, mm -hmm. that adds to that confidence. And so I give, I think KD, the, one of the interesting things, interesting things about KD is he's one of the best players of all time, but he's very malleable mm -hmm. as, a, as a follower. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's a great leader. I don't think he wants to be a great leader. Right. He wants to just say, let me just be the best player on the court. And, and I'm not being critical of all of that. If that's who you are, that's, that's you all are. you're capable of, mm -hmm. there's value to that. <laughs> there's a, a, a value. lot of value. You're right, there's a lot of value. <laughs> and so whatever it is, uh, these guys have pride in what they're doing. I, I think Jacques Vaughn deserved the job a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, they gave it to Nash for whatever reason. My guess is Durant wanted it. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he decided he didn't want it. And that's been a mess. You saw the article. Mm -hmm. Maybe you said it to me about, the scout that said they called, oh. saw a called play and he blew it off. Ten uh, times in a row that you get called Kyrie Irving to run a play and Kyrie did his own thing ten consecutive times. It's yeah. like, well, that, that everyone, just so you know, and no fans know that. Every coach, every player does. Yes, correct. Every coach does. Like, what mm -hmm. the fuck? Yeah, it's just, it's so, it's, you've heard sometimes, um, you, I've heard actors uh, talk about uh, acting with Robin Williams, the late mm -hmm. Robin Williams. Yep. And he, he'd go off script all mm -hmm. the time. And it was hard, except he's so genius yeah. and so funny that you knew, oh, it's okay. Right. I don't I, if I mess up my lines, it's okay right. because we're improving here mm -hmm. and it's going to be gold. It's going to be genius. But it's pressure on you, stress, mm -hmm. if it's not Robin Williams. <laughs> right. Well, Kyrie's not Robin Williams. <laughs> he ain't that. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, and so, yeah, I think that they're, the LA should be paying attention. I doubt they are. But, um, you know, this is a team. I mean, they've got to let him go or trade him. Oh, for sure, um, for sure. And, and they brought Ben Simmons off the bench, mm -hmm. and he did okay for he did. He did. A, a minimum player. Mm -hmm. He's just being paid a lot of money, <laughs> and Correct. he's not providing that yet. Let's. I still think he's that's a work in progress. Yes, he is. He'll See be better. He'll be better Christmas for sure. Better Christmas yeah. or better January fifteenth. Like mm -hmm. as as they scale up. The other interesting part I about this. So. We're talking about addition by subtraction, right? So the the mood around the team is just lighter, right? Like, because Kyrie's not there. I don't have to answer questions about him. I don't have to deal with any of that. Yeah. And in a way, Coach, the offense also seems simplified. In much of when Nash was there with Kyrie and KD, still at this advanced stage of both their careers, it was still a lot of your turn, my turn type of thing going on. Well, now with Durant there as the hub, 
Here's what's happening. All 10 eyes on the defense focused on him. All right, double's coming. Who's open? Kick, kick, swing, wide open. And it's made the game so much simpler for them. Now, that may not continue, whatever, various different things, but it seems to have everybody engaged and more energized around Durant. And he played well yesterday. Triple-double, 29, 12, and 12. Like, really set the tone for them on both ends of the floor. You know, if they can... Look, this team was in first place last year before he got injured when it was just him and James Harden. And James Harden kind of playing like not not like himself because yeah, he wanted okay. to get out of there. Right. Right? So a, a team with Durant and some shooters and Seth Curry found a shot last night. Like, they're going to be fine, right? That's going to be a, a good basketball team. So we'll see what happens going forward. Yeah, I agree. Uh, how often is he at 12 assists in a game? Um, not often. I mean, he's, he's had triple doubles a ton before, but that was, I mean, he was really, again, it, it seemed like fifth grade basketball coach. Oh, two guys are coming at me. Somebody, you know what I mean? Somebody's open somewhere. So, swing, uh, swing. So, Gerard, <laughs> I didn't watch the game, so I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Okay? Because I'm, I'm boycotting the Nets right now. Yeah, you are. Yes. Uh, I really am just watching a bunch of other teams. Um, so, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being he's Steph Curry joyful. Mm-hmm. 1 being... He's the KD we know sometimes we can see, although he typically mm-hmm. isn't a jerk, whatever. Mm-hmm. Where was he last night in terms of just effervescence? Oh, he was like nine and a half, ten. Really? He was, yeah, he was, he was having a good time. He was oh, enjoying himself. Fucking huge. He was, I mean, smiling. Again, told you about the whole Joe Harris thing. Like, yeah. everybody having a good time. Is, if, when his guys messed up, no problem slapping him on the butt. Like, we'll get, you know, it's like, look, he's never going to come out against Kyrie because that's his guy. But I if I were that's to get, fine. I don't mind that. If I were to give him truth serum, he'd be like, it's probably better when he's not here. Right. We have more fun. And we, well, we just and what would everyone else say? The same thing. There's no <laughs> question they would say that. Right. Yes. yes. <laughs> and that this is this is the great irony and tragedy of Kyrie. I remember when the Celtics were struggling, I looked it up. Uh, he's not a ball hog. No. He is not a ball hog. It's just something. I don't, I don't know. I've not. I've never coached him and been on a team with him, on a court with him. There's just something going on where he just, he's a vampire. We call it, we call him energy suckers. He's an energy sucker. He is. So he's a joy last, sucker. Yeah. Last thing I'll say, you know, Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich, the big thing is ball finds energy, right? You're a believer in that. Like everybody sharing, moving, all that. There is something about, and it's a gift and the curse, right? We talk about Kyrie's handles and how gifted he is at that mm-hmm. at creation. Well, when Durant's on the floor with Edmund Sumner and Joe Harris, and those guys don't, that's not what they do. They don't have that kind of Kyrie magic ball skill ability. That's just not them. So they have to move the ball and get off it and do different things. But when Kyrie is there and he gets the ball, I can do stuff, right? He can play the ball. Yeah, he's, a, he's always been a ball stopper, just not a ball hog. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's a very insightful point. And um, I just, I wonder too. Um, you know, when, when Dame threw that pass to Josh Hart, mm-hmm. he celebrated beautifully. Mm-hmm. I, I am not telling you Kyrie has never celebrated a team's big shot. I'm, I'm sure that he has. But it's different when you know, man, my teammate's got my back. He is so mm-hmm. genuinely happy as opposed to being apathetic. Because I don't think Kyrie's jealous right. of a teammate. I just don't think he cares. Right. And I, well, it doesn't really matter what I think. I don't think his teammates feel like he really cares that I succeeded there. Mm-hmm. Like he's invested in me. Mm-hmm. And, and and that sounds a lot like the Lakers right now. That's just not a recipe for success. And sure enough, you remove the energy sucker from the room and you got a lot more lightness. Yep. Everybody's happy. Funny how that works. Well, coach, you talked about the Lakers. So let's go there. 
They uh, lost last night um, to again to the Clippers, which, you know, no shame in that. Clippers, no, no, Clippers no, are good. They're hot. Clippers are hot. And they're, and they're playing well right now. Uh, LeBron had a very good game, but had to exit with a growing injury. We'll get to that. That's concerning. By the way, he's injured that growing, I want to say, three times now since he's been yeah. in L.A. Not a good sign. Um, look, I, I we talked about this at the beginning of uh, the week, and then we talked about it last week. You said this. You're like, LeBron and AD, they're not invested with this team. I don't see the joy. I don't see the, you know, we talked about it on Monday. I'm like, what are they running in the half court? Like, I just, they don't look like they're, they're not having any fun. It doesn't look like a, a team that's having a whole lot of fun right now and a whole lot of joy. And you wrote in, the, in our rundown, David has to admit a big mistake about the Lakers. What is the mistake you want to admit? <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I thought they could really be good. And the mistake I made is just, just assuming LeBron and AD were on board. Mm-hmm. With with the guys that they have, and, and they're just clearly not. not. They, so to your point about the joy, there was back to back plays when the game was very competitive. Uh, well, not very, very. It was competitive. Let's just or first half though, first quarter where uh, Kendrick Nunn makes two beautiful lobs to AD, who just crushes them, and nothing, mm. nothing. Just he doesn't look at Nunn. He, he's not like even the obligatory nothing, like finger nothing, point. Jesus. Nothing. It's almost like LeBron and AD have had a private meeting saying, "Let's no one can accuse us of competing hard if we compete hard, but we're not giving anything else to these guys. We want change." And LeBron's mm-hmm. in charge of that. And his agent, it's all it falls on they they broke the team just mm-hmm. like KD broke the Nets. Mm-hmm. Now it's on them to fix it. Uh, with KD wanted Jared Allen out and we're, Steve Nash in. Kenny Atkins is a very good coach, by the way. Very good. Yeah, um, very good although, I, okay, I'm happy with Chuck Vaughn. Let's see how he does. But I, I want him to have the job. Um, th- so I was wrong. I, 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 uh, I also, I didn't, I didn't know how Darvin Ham would be. I, I was hopeful, and I'm not so hopeful right now for him. It's not, it's not a judgment of him. He's in an impossible situation. It's in a bad situation, it seems to me. But. Um, yeah, uh, you know, none's going to get better. He missed over a year. The, uh, the same way the Nets have, um, have seemed to find a little bit of lightness to them. You know, the Lakers won their first game after losing four or five, and they were shaking the water over mm-hmm. Darvin Ham. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that was all fake. But now mm-hmm. we realize it was all fake. You guys mm-hmm. don't care. The, the leaders don't. The other guys do. They, they, to me, LeBron and AD have completely checked out of the leadership part of it. And I think I'm assuming it's because they're just waiting for Rob Palenka to bring in new players. You know, I used to always have a rule, Gerard. I don't want to meet your girlfriend when you when you are engaged and have a date. Right, then I'm we'll happy meet. to meet her. Yeah, right, right, or right, vice right. versa. But normally I coach boys or guy men, right, right. and that but that included friends of mine. Like when you're really otherwise, I have all, all these girls that I really think they're great, and then you break up with them and never see them again. It's weird. <laughs> I don't want to invest that. I, I'm a loving dude. I want to invest a lot of energy in my in the people I care about and the people who, the, that I care about and their people they care about. Yeah. Uh, and so I feel like LeBron and AD feel like, well, these guys aren't going to be there come mm. April. So what am I wasting my time for now? And I'm sure the players feel that very strongly. There's no God. doubt in my mind they do. I, like, you know, and this is, you know, again, we talk about one of the great advantages we have here at True Hoop is, of course, your big basketball brain. Your coaching knowledge, I coach as well, different sport, but the importance of communication, connection, and just feeling that sense of camaraderie. And like, this is work. Like, and I say it all the time, but 
if you come to work and you actively know the people your coworkers don't want you there, I, like I don't want to come to a place like that. Well, how's it going to make me? Only a psychopath would. Only a like, psychopath would. You know, Henry once said something really smart to me. He said many smart things to me. But on this subject, he talked about how LeBron and Dwayne Wade forged even a tighter relationship going to each other's kids' uh, sporting events. Mm-hmm. And when he told me at the time, I mean, Bronny is just a couple years younger than, than my twins. Mm-hmm. I, I was living that. Not so much my daughter's dance. I, as a guy, I just kind of stayed away, sat by myself, watched my, watched my daughter's dance classes once a week. Monday Night Ballet, I miss it very much. <laughs> uh, I, I had my NBA games on my Samsung uh, Note, though, my Galaxy Note. Um, but, man, I, I spent a ton of time with my friends and their kids at, at each other's games, including kids I didn't coach because I, I, they weren't all on my son's team. Mm-hmm. I, my son and I on a Saturday, if he was the rare time he was off for basketball or baseball tournaments, we were going to catch a football game with Buddy. We called him Mighty Gabe, a little guy. <laughs> um, his dad went to West Point. I went to baseball games of neighbors. My next door neighbor here, his son's a high level soccer player and he's my neighbor. So mm-hmm. my son and I a couple of times and I've gone without my son too. We've gone to see his soccer games yeah. because we're neighbors. Like that's how you develop a connection. Mm-hmm. And do you think LeBron is going to some of his teammates uh, football game? I don't think so right now. No, no, I just don't. No, I could no. be wrong. Someone could tell, show me an article, but that's what he did with Dwayne Wade. Yeah. And that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to invest time beyond to mm-hmm. really make that connection. Yeah, and it's it's a shame. And yeah, I mentioned LeBron, the growing injury. I don't know. I haven't read any reports yet about if he's going to be out and for how long. But look, we always say, what is the biggest predictor of future injury, previous injury? And that growing's already been injured quite a few times since he's gotten to LA. Like, and he's still playing at a high level. But yeah. you, listen, the wear and t- it's this dude's been playing twenty seasons in the NBA. Like, it's going to start happening. And again, the Lakers, you can't wait to hit rock bottom. And be like, oh crap, what are we going to do now? You suggested something interesting. Forget about waiting for Palenka to bring in new guys. Should they trade Anthony Davis? Yeah, I, I just I, I, so other people have been write, uh, talking about this and maybe writing about it, and so it's just a fair question to ask. AD does AD is want to be there. LeBron has no choice. You can't trade him. He just did an extension, and so if LeBron, if it's, if this groin thing's a month and groin's often are four to six weeks. Oh, yeah, you got to trade AD right away. You got to say to LeBron, hey, I'm sorry. We ain't winning anyway, so. Rest rest a whole year if you want. Come back next season. Maybe Bronny will be able to play. I don't really know. the. I don't know if they're – are they going to maybe get the root of the rule another year uh, after that? I think it'll be a year after that, yeah. Fine. But uh, you can't let him hold, host- hold you hostage anymore. Uh, it's not working out. AD – I mean, AD is killing it right now. He's playing well. Yeah, playing really well. Could be defensive player of the year. A whole bunch of teams could – Use him. I mean, mm-hmm. the Bulls. Oh, my at center. God. Yeah. Oh. Um, I don't know if that's a deal in place there, but but he would be good there. There's a lot of teams. Um, hell, Brooklyn. Right? <laughs> uh, but I think they have to consider it. No matter what, uh, he doesn't want to be there. Why would you keep a guy who doesn't want to be there? I, I see, and I love AD. I see mm-hmm. nothing from him that tells me. He says some things in the, in the press conference after games. That's just talk. I'm looking for body language. We, we always talk to players about body language. I don't see any joy, any interest in him trying to rally his team. And so if that's the case, sit down with him. Hey, buddy, we're going to send you to a, a, a playoff team, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I would do. 
Yeah, it, it, it is tough in, in Laker land right now. Um, you know, look, it's just the reality. This is when you when you build your your roster around the idea of free agency and you don't think that player development matters and all of that. Well, this is what you get when those star players aren't able to play and they don't like what's around them. These are the breaks, friends. Hard business in the in the NBA. Uh transitioning to a team that is doing much better than the Lakers. You know, they lost last night to Sacramento. Um, in a weird Darius Garland game, too, I might add. Um, only nine shot attempts. But... And and Sacramento, when they started out on on whatever, uh, I I thought they were better than that. Yeah, they're, they're, they've got that. they've got some good players, like got really good players. players. Yeah, but I am loving what I'm seeing out of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Kelsey Russo of the Athletic wrote a great profile on Jared Allen, um, their their center, who just not last when they traded for him last year, signed that four year, hundred million dollar deal um two years ago right with um with the cavaliers he's an all-star last year he's probably gonna be an all-star again this year it's defensive player of the year candidate yep um he is someone who the nets drafted by the way i might add um who at 22 at 22 who kevin durant was like no get him out of here uh because i want to get james harden james Harden's no longer here listen kev be a lot better if you had jared allen on this team right now i'll tell you that which is why you can't let players be gms but that aside um what I really found interesting about this piece, Coach, was the way in which the Cavaliers uh, coaches, in particular assistant coach Antonio Lang, allows Jared to be seen, right? Because, I don't know how you want to say this, but like this is what Charles Barkley would say. Jared Allen's not a jock, right? Like, he doesn't fit into those, like, jock, that jock category of, like, I just play sports and I'm basically a caveman and everything else, right? That's, that's, that's kind of the, the, the Barkley mold. Allen is super intellectually curious about a bunch of other things. He's just, he reads a ton of books, and he, but he wants to bring all those things that he sees and observes into the world into his workplace and tell his teammates and his coaches about it. And they allow that to happen and allow that to, and that allows him to flourish and be a good player for the team. And it builds this sense of what David said earlier about when you, when a player goes to visit a school, how do you feel when you're there? Yeah. Or do you feel like you're yourself? It allows him to be himself so that he is his best basketball self when he's playing. And as a coach and as a leader, is that not your job? Yeah, that article was really fantastic. Uh, so it, it, Jared Allen talks in the article about um, he likes to grow things. Mm -hmm. He wants to be a, like a real gardener. Mm -hmm. uh, he'll have the money to buy as much land as he wants. <laughs> the guy's going to make a lot of money. He already has. He's, you know how old he is? He's 24? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude's got a decade. He was 19 years old when he got drafted. Yeah, yeah he's got a decade. Right, he's got a decade of bags coming to him. Um, so he'll buy a lot of land, and um, he also likes to cook. Mm -hmm. Like he's baking challah, and mm -hmm. Baklava said mm -hmm. in the article, and mm -hmm. sounds like he experienced a lot of things. Well, in both of those ventures, gardening, of which mm -hmm. I know a little about, cooking, which I enjoy, my wife's mm -hmm. great knowledge of. Mm -hmm. uh, you start off with a bunch of disparate ingredients and you create something, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's exactly what we're trying to do in a team. So I don't think you can only have guys like Jared and necessarily mm -hmm. be successful. Mm -hmm. Just like I don't think you can only have the mission-only basketball players mm -hmm. and, and necessarily be successful. I like the mixtures. I think that's a better thing because – those guys that sometimes the guys that are only focused on basketball need to be saved from themselves mm -hmm. and they don't have an outlet. 
And these other guys can be, can be that outlet, you know? And of course, as you mature and maybe have a spouse and have children, Mm -hmm. uh, you're forced to have a life. You know, I don't have, I didn't have to garden in the, in the last 21 years. I was raising kids. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's the same idea. Mm -hmm. Um, the, uh, the process of patience, the process of we're looking for just a kernel of progress here mm-hmm. and let's build on it. Let's find reasons for optimism. Mm-hmm. Let's just be genuine about it, not fake it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of baked into whether you're a chef, you know, cooking, cooking, baking, or a gardener, uh, and certainly for basketball. And uh, Donovan Mitchell has admitted mm-hmm. to wanting to be better, more committed to the team. Not that he wasn't committed to Utah, he was. Uh, he's been MVP level amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they've got it going on. And Mobley is you know the future. Yeah. yeah. But Jared Allen is only a couple years older than him. Yeah. Donovan is too. Exactly. Yeah, and Darius is too. Like this is this is these are I think they're I don't I don't favor them to win the East. Right. But but if you said to me, are you willing to spend thousand dollars betting against them? No. <laughs> that team could. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They can they Donovan's been through a lot of wars, Jared a few. Um they gotta solve the, the small forward problem ultimately. Yeah, they, they need a wing. They need a wing. Yeah, yeah ultimately. Um yeah, Durant would be pretty good there. Oh, yeah. That's that's yeah. if he's on that team, that team's winning an NBA championship. Or that's... go jumbo with Jared Allen <laughs> with Anthony Davis. No, they're not gonna do that. Um yeah, I think that uh I think it's also Big men tend to develop later, although Jared Allen was pretty good even in Brooklyn mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. he was young. Uh, he's got a great future still ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, we shouldn't be quitting on big guys. They, nope. they can get better for a long periods of time. Yeah, yeah. And it was also interesting in the article. So at the time when he went back to Texas, Shaka Smart was the coach there, yeah. and he said Jared has a growth mindset. Um, I love that line. I know Shaka very well. I love that line. I mean, and you know, and the growth, that's the mind you want. You want to have, you talk about it in business and, but also in this game, you want to have a growth mindset. Right. And I think to your point, being a gardener, being a, being a chef, you have to have a growth mindset when you do those things as well. Right. Like that helps him with his basketball skills and getting better every year in the article. It talked about him staying in Cleveland. It's like, well, I like it here. Why would I leave it this summer and go somewhere else? No, I'm going to stay right. and work with the coaches and get better. I want to be a part of this. I lo- and I know you love this part of the article, I'm sure. And I remember in Brooklyn when he was there, he did this. His whole routine of dapping everybody up, the ushers, the scorer's table, the Spanish language translator up at the top, like making everybody feel they're a part of it. And he brought that same routine to Cleveland. Yeah, I find that interesting. I, I would love for some enterprising journalists, of which I'm not either enterprising nor, nor a journalist, really. <laughs> I just work for a media company. Um, I'd love to know the history of that, meaning who was the I, – I know people credit Magic Johnson with, created, with creating the high five mm, because yeah. it used to be uh, you slap five. Mm-hmm. Give me five was what right, you said. I mean, right. I'm a child of the 60s. And I grew up in the 70s, so – Slap me five, give me five. I used to go to my parents bowling on Thursday nights and they would, you know, mm-hmm. side. And no one ever high fives. And I, Magic did. And so who knows who, who really did it first, but he gets the credit for it. And, um, but I want to know who invented what Jared does, mm-hmm. which is commonplace now. Mm-hmm. You know, he, the fact that he points to the Spanish language, mm-hmm. uh, that's mm-hmm. awesome to me. That <laughs> shocked me. That's, that's really being genuine about. Yes. We're all yes. part of the same group and not to, not to trash on Kyrie anymore, but this is why what he was saying is so offensive anywhere, but you know, come on in Brooklyn, 
Mm-hmm. Like there's some there's some people who live and die for the Nets, man. They mm-hmm. fucking love you, and you're saying this crazy shit about the about the movie. Mm-hmm. And how come on now? Mm-hmm. Um, that's seeing everybody. And as I always tell my rookies, every time I help rookies, which is not an easy thing because they know nothing about the game <laughs> compared to most rookies anyway. Uh, you better treat everyone with the same respect you would your mom, your grandma, your head coach. Uh, I, as I remember telling one person. Uh, make sure you take care of that person in charge of security mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. your dad's going to come in town mm-hmm. and he's going to land at 10 o'clock for the first time. And he's going to want to come see you shoot because mm-hmm. he saw you shoot your whole life in his driveway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you got to do an NBA arena when it's empty. It's just the two of you, but you need someone to let you in mm-hmm. and not call the cops or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So that yep. security guy is going to take care of you and he's going to make mm-hmm. your dad feel great. And so, and by the way, and I've never had a player not love that part of it. They know how lucky they are yeah, to, to be in the sure. NBA and make that money. They want to spread that joy. Um, but I love to know who invented it. But yeah. I think it's cool that Jared, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it is a privilege to play in the NBA. And it is, it is uh, as stressful as it must be. Um, it, there's also not just the money, because the money is a separate thing. You, these guys, honestly, a lot of them are smart enough to make money, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Not this much money. No, one's, right. no one makes this kind of money. But they'd be just fine. They'd be just fine and happy. Uh, but to have to be ridiculed at every stretch, people like me criticizing them, <laughs> criticizing their bosses, um, social media, which is you know a nightmare yeah. for them. Uh, this is a perk. Enjoy it. Yeah. And uh, sometimes that's the best way just to get it going. To ride. If the Lakers, like Darvinham, should be saying, guys, let's just start having fun doing whatever, and let's hope that carries over onto some on court play. Uh, Cleveland's got something happening too, like uh, like Portland, and it's nice to see. And the common denominator you have with those teams that we're seeing the good stuff from Coach is, yes, the head coach wants it, but the players are the ones who are leading it, and it's genuine in the positive situations, right? In Cleveland, as we're seeing started happening in Brooklyn now, LeBron and AD are not the ones doing it. And they have to. If it's, if it's going to work, they have to be the ones to do it. It ain't going to come from Kendrick Nunn. Right, he doesn't have the stature to do that. It's got to be those guys who do it. And if they do it, watch everybody else falls in line. I mean, it's there's pecking orders. We know how this works. Um, I, I'm not, I want to say one thing on that subject too. Yeah. Uh, when we talk about players, so this is from the coaching point of view. I spoke to a player this year, young player for the Spurs, and um, he said he was so surprised at how Pop only cares about the quality of the shot, and and he never makes you feel bad when you miss. Get a great shot. And last night, to win in regulation, oh man, uh, Kate, uh, Johnson mm-hmm. misses a tough shot. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was in. And it just kind of rolls out. And as the camera is panning away, now it's going overtime. Uh, Pop goes over to, to him and just kind of, KJ and just kind of pops him on the butt. Like, yeah. like good shot. Good shot. You, you did just your missed. job. Yeah. 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 That's, that's where leadership can really set a tone for the players to then run with mm-hmm. is we, we're going to criticize you and coach you on the quality of our performance, not on whether or not we make a shot that's mm-hmm. comes and goes. Yeah. 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 I really like that. No, that's, I mean, that's why pop's been one of the best for, for yeah. a long time. Um, there have been some exciting young teams uh, in the NBA. I mean, Cleveland kind of counts as a young team, but they're actually at or on the top of the conference. So yeah. we're going to leave them out of this for now, but, that Pacers-Nuggets game last night, even though they lost, man, oh, man, those Pacers, like, 
as I as we said yesterday, and we're doing something else. Um, I love the idea of a future backcourt of Tyrese Halliburton and Benedict McMatherin. Now, as you often say, rookies don't know they're running out their heads cut off like, like they have no idea what they're doing. So, besides scoring, Benedict has no idea what he's doing. But oh, he's scoring score. that's a big that's a, that's a good thing to have. And if yeah. he can figure out the other stuff, I I mean Indiana, you gotta love what 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 they have there with with the with the youth. Yeah, and we'll talk about Orlando too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people think Paolo is definitely rookie of the year. Eleven games in, he is. But Benedict's right there. Matherin has had two thirty-point games. He scored eighteen in the second quarter. That's a Pacers record. And the, the announcer did a good job of explaining. You don't see a lot of eighteens in second quarters because no one's playing a lot of minutes. Right. Right. You've got your starters coming out. They're coming back in. Matherin does not start for them. Right. Rick Carlisle made an interesting decision. When Chris Duarte, last year's lottery pick, got hurt, mm-hmm. he, he started Andrew Nemhart, another rookie, mm-hmm. and let Mather come off the bench. That's his role. It actually fits better with the, the team they have because they already got a gunner and Buddy Heald started. <laughs> they sure do. So, um, yeah, so they've got Tyrese has just impressed me so much. Matherin is a, uh, just a scorer. He's got the shooting game. He's got the craft game. Transition, powerful, athletic. He super draws quick. fouls, coach. Super Almost quick, 10 yeah. So he's uh, he's getting fouls. So he's so quick and he's so strong. You have to foul him, and he's crafty with it. Um, he doesn't play. He doesn't have the kind of joy you want, but he's a killer. Mm. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like you can't have twelve guys like that. But you can have one or <laughs> right. two. Right. Like he just wants to kick your ass scoring. He'll get better. Kawhi's that way. Mm-hmm. Like Kawhi ain't smiling a whole lot. Right? <laughs> it's fine. Um, no, he's, he's really good. I love Isaiah Jackson mm-hmm. from Kentucky, super athletic lob threat guy. Like if Indiana wanted to trade him, I would think Portland would take him in a second. Ooh. Cause Damien's always wanted that shot blocking mm-hmm. jump to 13 feet guy. He's been played with Nurk his whole career. Yeah. Isaiah is very good. He's a backup to miles Turner who's playing well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They, they, they were getting their ass kicked by Denver second unit with Matherin. Matherin went crazy. Second quarter, mm-hmm. they took a big lead. Denver, uh, Jokic got five fouls. The first mm-hmm. play of the thir- third quarter picked up his fifth foul, but the other guy stepped up. Yep, M- MPJ, he, he's the only guy in the league right now that every time he shoots it, I think he's going in. He's, the only he, one. He's just... <laughs> the only, and Bones Highland's shooting over 50% yes. from three and terrible everywhere else. Bones, but, KCP, wow, and MPJ from three right now are... Yeah, they're a joke. Yeah, they're <laughs> a joke. It's funny, Bones is interesting. He, he's not a high flyer. No. But he's super quick and crafty with mm-hmm. the ball. I like and he Bones can really shoot. Jamal Murray is one of the best mid-range tough shots we tough shot makers we have in the game. He he's he's coming. He he didn't play great last night, but he made some tough shots. And I looked up his stats before the game. He does make a lot of those. Uh, he shoots very well at the rim, like 59, 60% at the rim. I believe it's the number. Uh very good from 17 to 25 yep. feet before, yep. inside three. Like that, they, they're there. They're going to be good. But Indiana was right there with them the whole game. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're with, with, with all those young players, uh, they've got – and they'll, they'll see what they – Miles is only 25. Right. They don't have to trade Miles Turner. They don't. They probably trade Buddy. Because you don't need him and Matthew. No, Matthew no, no. is going to be your starting three, I think. Yeah. They've got Duarte as a two and Nemhard, who at 6'5", can play both and really knows how to play. They've got some options. And, uh, and Jalen Smith. Yeah. He's a very interesting. He, it's I can't put my my finger on him yet. I really I don't watch him enough to know. He's uh, he shoots the three, 
He's a big dude. He plays a lot of minutes. I'm not, I'm not sold on him yet, but he's intriguing. Yeah. He's, and he's, and he's young too. I think you, you, you'd mentioned this, um, that you're not a proponent of obviously not art, but tanking, right? Because yeah. creating a culture of losing is a hard yeah. thing to shake. You want to create a culture of winning. The other piece about that, I think is important to know while everybody's getting excited about Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson and that, I'm, I'm excited for them too. and looking forward to it. Current players in the NBA ain't thinking about Victor coming on my team and being, they're like, I'm trying to be as good. First of all, stay in the league, get some rookie. I don't, no, that's the furthest thing from their mind. So look, if Indiana is going to be a team that could potentially hover around that playing area, I know the middle stinks in terms of like draft picking. It's not, as, look, a bad, it's not as bad when you're so young. Right. It gives yeah. you that experience of like yeah. playing in the play and maybe getting – it's huge for you. Huge. Yeah. yeah, it's not like you're tanking with players that aren't going to be around later. These guys are learning. They're getting a lot of experience on the fly. Orlando, too, with Paolo mm-hmm. and Franz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wendell and Bull Bull's getting play, playing time, which Bull, I love. <laughs> Bull Bull's playing really, really well. Paolo, I, I need to focus on him pretty soon. He's pretty exciting. So you, I, I, I loved him. I, I did love his motor. His lack of motor concerned me. I had him behind Jabari and Jaden Ivey. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you that I'm wrong yet. Right. Uh, I love Jaden Ivey, by the way. Yeah, he's another one. Terrific. Detroit. Detroit's going to be good. Yeah, and I think Jabari's going to be fine, too. The, the Rockets suck. Yeah. It's a tough situation. I've not heard great things about the franchise mm. off the court. Um, so that's a, that's, but I could be wrong. We'll see about that. But I think Jabari is very talented. But Paolo is, too. Could, could have having three of those guys. And there's yeah. more good rookies, too. But all three of those guys could be really special players. Watching Orlando, they are the epitome of like what you always talk about, David, about how those players just play the game. Like they have no idea what they're doing. They're yeah. like, but they did beat Dallas last night, so that was that was big for them. Yeah, Lucas, Lucas shot terribly. Which Two I mean, from three, I think. Well, listen, when you you have there a forty percent usage rate, this is yeah. sometimes that's yeah. gonna happen. Is that what he like is? That. Is that what I he mean, is? Almost, he's almost at forty percent, which is Jesus. you know, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But. Paolo, when I watched him, he didn't play last night, but in the Magic games that I did, I did see. And I saw that, you know, the body looked ready in college. Oh, yeah. I, I saw it. I was like, like, this is a man. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. He's, I'm like, he's already ready, and, and you can see it. And if they can figure out him and Wagner and Bol Bol, they got, and Jalen Suggs, they got something there. If they can, Mosley can figure that out, they got something there with those guys. They really do. Yeah, I actually uh, made sure I got on the court when my son's team played Duke mm-hmm. at Duke, uh, just because that's the best. It's hard when even I was only up three rows. It's not the same. Yeah, you, I want to be. be I, I've been around enough players on the court with them to get a feel for it. Is he really that big? What's his physique look like? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh yeah, he's a gigantic man, mm-hmm. powerfully built, great passer, super talented mm-hmm. passer, mm-hmm. and like Scotty Barnes a year ago is incentivized to go score. Like he, he's made, he's kind of flipped that switch. Um, and he's looking to dominate all the time. Yeah. He's a very special player. Yeah. So, uh, Indiana, Orlando, Detroit, I think these are teams on the come up that, you know, again, if they're, if they're patient and the GM and front office continue to do the right things and, you know, they do <laughs> develop, which, you know, this is what coach Thorpe does for a living, <laughs> which he often says that, well, the NBA, not the greatest at that. If those guys can do that, they're, they, they got, they're cooking with gas there. There's a lot of talent on those teams. Um, let us talk about the Clippers really quick. Um, one five of six. We still, 
I was reading some some comments from Coach Tyron Lewis. I was concerned about Kawhi because I'm like, I hadn't heard much. Like, is this – he said, we know we had to be careful with him coming back with the ACL. So, at least that's what he's telling them, telling us in the media that, you know, it's progressing the way we thought. Like, we've got to give him some time to, to, ramp, to ramp it up. So, hopefully, he will come back and be fine because if he does, Coach, they won five of six. It's, this team could be a real contender in the Western Conference. I mean, they were my pick to win the most games in the regular season in the West. Um, I think that uh, they're starting to figure some stuff out. We thought they would early on. We talked about it. They just, it's hard when you have so many good players. It's hard to make everyone happy. Um, and uh, I think that Ty, Ty's got a real good uh, – I think Ty and Jock and Chauncey, they've got really good demeanors about them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they, they seem to be doing a good job connecting to players. Uh, and Paul George is probably the most underrated star we've had the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's really just a marvelous player. He really is. And um, they've, got, they've got pretty much everything. If Kawhi can come back healthy, yeah, that's always the big if. Right. But, uh, I mean, he's just such a postseason killer. Yeah, they, they, sure. they should be very tough to beat. I was doing some uh, some looking the other day because I was thinking about Kawhi contextually, like right, um, and because of the injuries and the amount of missed games, right, he doesn't he not he likely won't have those markers that the longevity greats have, right? Right. The ten All NBAs, the ten All Stars, the twenty thousand, twenty five thousand plus point, right? Cause, because he 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 missed so much time. But I was looking at accomplishments. Do you know how many players have? Two titles, at least five All NBAs, at least five All Defense, and at least five All Stars. Do you know many players in NBA history have done that? Eleven, and Kawhi is one of those eleven. Amazing. Yeah. Five All NBAs. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got six. He's got seven All Defense, five All NBA, five All Stars. Like yeah, there's eleven guys who've done that. Well, he's he, Grant Hill doesn't have any rings, but um, Kawhi's story reminds me of Grant. Grant. Grant was the best player in the world for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Kawhi has been the best player in the world for a period of time. Mm-hmm. That's Hall of Fame to me. Mm-hmm. You, when you oh, get easy. the best in the world, easy more Hall than fame. a week, you're Hall of Fame. Yeah. 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 He's, um, we'll see. We'll see. I yeah. think they have all the makings of a team that can win the West. Yeah. They, um, they, they, they need him, though, to do it. Probably. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. To win the no West, they need, to, they need him to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Top five time. Everyone's favorite time of the week. All right, Coach, you kick it off. Who's number five for you? I've got the Mavericks number five. Oh, you probably have them higher because you're net rating. Okay, I don't. I, I dropped them yeah. out because I'm like the heliocentric balls got me. I told you, it's yeah, got me worried. I hear you. Yeah, they're um, they're 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 too one dimensional. I agree, but it's a hell of a dimension. <laughs> it's a hell of a dimension. That, this is the argument I had in my head when I was doing it this morning. Is <laughs> God, they're just a one dimensional team, but man, it's a fucking great dimension. So I mean, I if we were five. to if we were to award MVP right now, he's MVP, right? I mean, For that's sure. just it, it's the he's he's that dude. Yeah. But Who's I, your five? Utah Jazz. I, I, I couldn't keep them out because I'm like, look, Laurie, and I think everyone's surprised by marketing, but we saw your basket. I mean, Very great. And he's he not now, shooting well. He now he's not has, well. not shooting threes well at all. He now has that role on Utah. He yeah. is their unquestioned number one guy like he is on Finland. So why wouldn't you assume he could do something similar in the NBA? So Utah Jazz, number five. Who's your four? It's, it's a cool trade, by the way. Both teams worked out really good. So far. Not, not yeah. that I think Utah should have done it. I don't think they should have. But, yeah, they both are very happy with Donovan and with Laurie. Number four, 
Uh, I mean, I could have him top two, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say because their schedule's been a week, I'm gonna say Milwaukee. Mm. I'm giving room. I'm giving room for them to grow when Chris yeah. comes back. And yeah. Pat. So, so they're funny. top, but they're clearly the top few teams. We, we we think so similar that do the opposite. So I, I, the Bucks are on my list, but they're higher. I've got the Boston Celtics at number four. Um, listen, as you said, number one offense. I am concerned about them defensively. I don't know when Robert Williams is coming back. And honestly, if I'm Robert Williams, given how it went last year with the team saying, oh, you can't hurt yourself any further. I ain't listening to you people. Well, I'm not coming back till I'm 100% healthy and ready. Yeah. Wait, who, you're, who is your number five? Jazz. Oh, that's right. You had Dallas out. So number three, I've got Phoenix. Uh, with Cam Johnson out mm-hmm. uh, and Chris Paul struggling. Um, they're finding ways. They didn't, he and didn't he, play and Chris is out, too, with the heel. They're going to be yeah, cautious so, uh, And they won against Minnesota very comfortably last night. Of course, it helped to play 5-4-1 possession. Um, <laughs> yeah, Phoenix is, you know, Booker is up there for MVP as well. He's been terrific. Yeah. Super competitive. And they, 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 they've left all the drama behind them. They're a smooth machine right now. They're, they're a force to be reckoned with. Great basketball minds think alike. I have the Phoenix Suns is three as well. Devin Booker. He's an MFer like that, right? That's yeah. a, that's what he is. Like he I he's. A, um, I love that. And I didn't mention this in the in the in the Minnesota game, but apparently he yelled at the yeah. Minnesota Timberwolves bench. We play team ball over here. I was yeah. like, oh, I, you know, I, I'm not sure how right he is. I, I've looked up the numbers. I Minnesota you're like, passed, don't... <laughs> well, Minnesota passed the ball even more than last year, but um, I, I don't know if he meant that way or just more connected to each other, right? But. Whatever you 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 know you pick the scab of your opponent, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. go after them where they're strong. You go after them where they're weak. You, right. That's why you never admit the player who's got a hurt finger never admits it, right? Because everyone is slapping down. This is mm-hmm. in the playground anywhere. Mm-hmm. High school basketball, same thing. Don't let me see where your pain is because that's exactly right. where I'm going after. Mm-hmm. All right, now my number two team is your number one team, the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. They just don't, the strength of schedule isn't where I, where I have my number one team, but um, I mean, can't fuck with them. They're no, they're very good team and, uh, and can get better too. They've got to fix some things at small forward. They have a ton of get some more depth. Yeah. But uh, Kevin Love's been great. Yeah. They're, they're solid right there. Pretty amazing. I I wonder, do you think, see, we talk about that fragility of chemistry. Do you mess it up because you're no. so good? Yeah, I don't think so either. Just stay, stay, stay the course. I agree. Stay no, the course. Don't give us any chance to second guess. When you, when you have lightning in a bottle, don't open the bottle. <laughs> Keep it in the bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. All right, my Milwaukee Bucks are my number two team. Um, listen, yeah. they, it, offensively, like they're struggling a little bit, but they're finding ways to win. I mean, they went to double overtime against Oklahoma City Thunder last night, but won anyway. Look, they're ten and one, man. Like. Wins are wins. I got. I got to give it to him. Giannis is still doing Giannis things. No Chris. No Pat Conton. No Joe Ingles. We're still doing. We're still doing well. And that's. Yeah. I think d- defensively, Brooke Lopez being there is huge. I mean, they're so big. Like they're yeah. just such a big team, and you can't grab rebounds on them. You can't attack the rim. Like it's just tough. So I, I you know, bucks number two. And so your number one team with Jared mm-hmm. Allen and mm-hmm. uh, Milwaukee with Brooke Lopez. Uh, who is very much like Jared Allen. He's the Disney nerd. He has a home in Disney. I'm sure uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, players love that. Yeah. I've, I told you, I talked to a player who stayed at Brooks' home in Disney when he took his kids there. Mm-hmm. And it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And um, he has such pride. at, And this player is nothing like Brooke Lopez, believe me. He has such pride in talking about Brooke 
being cool enough to have a home in Disney. Yeah. And sure. uh, there's, uh, there's an authenticity. I've always felt this about players, rich, poor, black, white, Asian, doesn't matter. When you're authentic, man, they love you. Play, other players love you because they've seen the fake stuff. Because mm-hmm. that you're just trying to be close to me, especially when I'm a great player. They've been hustled their whole lives. They know. I say it all the time. Hustle their whole lives. So Brooke mm-hmm. is, he is who he is, and it's adorable. And uh, yeah, it's, and Giannis is too. Giannis admitted the other day, I, I'm sure you've heard this, about can't shoot the three also. like I, I can't be good at everything. <laughs> I love that. I, I talked to Henry. It's one of my favorite things ever for a player to admit. I always say the same thing with some of these coaches who are, you know, Larry Bird. Larry Bird was actually a pretty good coach. Magic wasn't so good. But uh, it's so unfair. You, you could be a top five player and coach. Right now. Come yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, Giannis like, I'm already a top five player. Do I need to be able to shoot threes too? <laughs> um, all right, so my number one mm-hmm. is Boston mm-hmm. because they played a top five schedule. They have. And they're not playing defense, and they're rolling people. They're really good. Their number one offense is a killer. They're driving more. So they, they're the same thing as last year with more driving with Brogdon. They break it down different ways. And I told – and we might write about this, um, Gerard, uh, soon – uh, there was a play last week, and unfortunately these games all run together, where late in the game, Jason Tatum got a rebound and decided to be Superman. Mm, and yes, I told yes. Henry, do you the remember Cavaliers the game. It was a Cavaliers yeah, game. Yeah, I told Henry, uh, did I did I ever talk about this with the um, mm-hmm. with uh, the Matrix? Yep. Mm-hmm. When uh, yeah, he's, the Neo is being Superman. Yeah, yep. he's just being a Superman. Superman thing. Yep. Like like, and Jalen Brown is terrific. They're just um, that that that. Boston Milwaukee series. And and by the way, I'm not quitting on the Sixers. I still think that team can yeah. really grow into something special. Well, you got really Joel and Bead, you got a chance. I mean. Yeah. And and James understanding his role. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I think that the Celtics the Celtics box though will be I mean look fucking amazing. You I always say when you get to start with two all NBA wings, I mean <laughs> Yeah. And Derek White is a monster. Yes. Derek White is a defensive monster for a guard. And they got the defensive player of the year in smart. I mean, they went to the NBA Rockin'. finals last year. Like, so yeah. like, they, you know, like won. P- playoffs with them, healthy Bucks team and the healthy Cavs team at the top of the East. Yeah. I mean, and Toronto. Don't forget Toronto, yes, Toronto yeah, and yeah. Philly are the other two teams that I think, yeah, Miami's has been disappointing. Yeah. They're, they're we'll see what happens, but I'm not yeah. quitting on Spolstra, but Toronto just, they play so funky and um, Philly with Embiid and Harden and Maxi. Like yeah. the East, the East is not taking a backseat to anyone. No, All man. any of those teams can win these. And look, and KD and the kids in Brooklyn, they're they're having some fun playing ball these days. So you know, and AJ Griffin and the Hawks. Uh, listen, the Hawks, his shooting ability. Yeah, the just, Hawks are. Putting, we we got to talk about the Hawks next week. There, yeah, you know, you're right. I may write about them soon too. They're yeah. they're, they're playing well. They, they are playing well. All right, folks, uh, basketball is here, man. Make sure you're watching League Pass, doing all your stuff. Stay glued to True Hoop, of course, so you can get all of our fantastic basketball knowledge. And uh, until next time, take care.